Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> also, this is just a nice excuse to hang out. I know. It's really fun. I know. <laughs>
It's nice to talk about design futures now that we're out of school too because we were kind of naive and like really hopeful I think in school and then you realize the realities of things and it's like okay these are the realities how can we change that now yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah um but anyway the question one or two sentences how you feel a couple years out of school and working in design as a mm -hmm. woman in design I have something to say, but I, I don't know if it, like, I can't sum it up in two sentences, and I don't know if I should talk about it later. Okay. I feel like, generally, like, a feeling that I, um, like, associate with being a woman in design is, like, always optimism, because that's, like, what it has to be, and... I feel like I was almost naively optimistic maybe before my trip to Toronto when I realized mm -hmm. <laughs> or like was faced with like all this frustrating stuff. But coming back and being part of a community of amazing female and male and everybody designers, you know, yeah. it's like we can only be optimistic and support each other. So yeah. hopefully that translates. Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience in Toronto and like why it was so frustrating and like what happened in particular? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, I got asked to be a part of a show with Umbra and Toronto Design Offsite, two separate groups putting on one show, and I would say the the two groups putting on that show, Umbra and Toronto Design Offsite, were pretty drastically different, and had pretty drastically different motives for putting on that one show, but, like, obviously one group has the money and the other group has maybe the drive to, like, celebrate up-and-coming designers. So I was pretty excited about it because um, the other designers in the show I thought were really awesome and I thought it was a really great opportunity to showcase some work in another city and take the opportunity to travel to that city. So like leading up to it, I was very excited and like feeling very hopeful and optimistic and getting there was just like a bit different, I guess, than I thought it would be. Um, just with a few experiences, like with some of the really high up males in, <laughs> in these groups, like just some of the things that they would say to you as a woman were quite shocking and like like for example on the first night of the sh opening show at the party like coming up to me and chatting with me and like s like not a flirtatious way but like you're very aware that you are a woman and like this person is a very powerful man you know mm -hmm. and so you're very aware of that like I don't know relationship dynamic. and dynamic and saying to me you know if you want to win like you can always bribe me <gasps> things like that where I was like wait that's not why I'm here. And I don't want I don't want to have any part of winning if I have to bribe you. Like, he's like, yeah, I like your project. Like, you know, if you want to win, you could always, like, bribe me. And, like, what the fuck? Like, I was, like, so shocked by that. And I felt really weird about it. And, like, even, like, our friend John, who we were with, he was like, what? What? Like, what was that? This was yeah. such a... And then the next day, meeting that same guy and having him treat you, like you are invisible, you know? So like yeah. getting this kind of special attention where you feel like, oh, like all the attention's on me and like they make you feel kind of important, but in like the, all the wrong ways and then feeling also kind of invisible at the same time. So just like the general feeling and like a couple things like that happening over the course of the week. But then at the same time, meeting so many amazing people um, and like the main goal of the person who was running Toronto Design Offsite was to like, create a team of diversity like he had a hundred people who were all like as diverse as he possibly could make the team you know and it was such a beautiful like all the people and I got like lucky enough to meet a lot of those people and spend a lot of time with them were just like so amazing and they're in it for all the right reasons so it was like kind of this juxtaposition where you're like fuck the industry's so bad but like this there's people who want to make it better and like I want to be a part of that movement so mm -hmm. um and just, like, also going to IDS, IDS, like, the convention and seeing some of the, like, famous designers speaking was, like, extremely, like, extremely sexist, extremely arrogant, extremely just, like, taking up a lot of space that isn't necessarily, like, deserved or warranted for any more reason than, like, so many other people in the room. And just, they're just taking up all the space, you know? There's, like, mm -hmm. three people who speak at these conventions and they're just, like running the show but there's so much talent and like so many interesting ideas happening around the city that are, aren't really celebrated so mm -hmm. that was kind of my experience of being in Toronto <laughs> yeah I don't have any it's just nice to hear yeah yeah but I mean That's coming amazing. back and like I think what was really um 
like I think it was good to see that because I think I've been sheltered in going to Emily Carr and having like amazing friends who talk about really like you know interesting things in design and not mm-hmm. you don't feel that way mm-hmm. and realizing that you can feel that way but also realizing that you have a really great community of people that we work with and I never really realized it was like that it was just kind of like a shock but it's kind of like oh of course it's like that you know mm-hmm. it shouldn't be but like it is and yeah. I'm just lucky and feel like glad and lucky that we have a good community where we don't feel like that generally you yeah know? totally and like support and encourage each other yeah 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 I think what I was going to talk about with like being a woman in design I feel like it just takes so much confidence mm-hmm. and I mean like I, you just need like confidence in yourself and in your work and it's like a constant practice of like mm-hmm. I my work has value I have value and like knowing that mm-hmm. and because it's so easy to feel like you don't mm-hmm. and especially like I've like literally felt a switch like you know, like, I've been in a position where I wasn't allowed to argue for my salary increase. Like, it was just kind of, like, nothing happened, and I just went along with it as it is. And it's, like, I deserve more than that, and I deserve that. Like, and you said I could get that, so, like, why didn't we talk about that? But mm-hmm. we're, I mean, we, and we've, like, heard a lot about this um, in, like, pop culture recently. I think, too, with, like, Hollywood and stuff. But it's, like, we're, we're always, we're taught to be, like, pleasant and, like, agreeable and, like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, just being, like, happy and... But mm-hmm. it's like, no, at what, at what point, like, I have to argue for what I'm worth and just, like, knowing what you're worth, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So. Knowing what you're worth, but constantly being told you're not worth that, you know? Yeah. And, like, in subtle ways, but, like, it not being something that's normal to, like, for women to argue for that. Yeah. So you're, like, they're, like, whoa, like. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, looked down upon where it's, like. Any man will be... And people... It's the usual, and they're proud of themselves for doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, we need to practice confidence, and, like, it shouldn't be seen as this, like, you're not, like, self-absorbed or, like, into yourself. Like, you should be confident. And And I practice confidence. I don't... I think it... I was just... I've been thinking about this recently of, like, um, just... Trying to, like, understand what I want. And, and I think it's, like, a day... Like, literally, I feel like we have to, like, have a daily practice of whatever you find helps you, like, meditation or whatever. And, like, releasing things like self-doubt and, like, just trying to pull in things that you know can benefit you. And, like, just, like, think about it when you wake mm-hmm. up every day. I feel like it takes so much to, like, protect ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, it's just... There's just, like, so much shit going on in the world. And you're, like, constantly influenced by everything. But, like... I just think it's so important to, like, have a daily practice where even if it takes, like, five minutes, like, writing down or, like, thinking or meditating or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. This is, like, why I'm valuable or, like, what Mm -hmm. I value and what I want. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's totally the strategy to, like, becoming stronger. Unlearning all that internalized from society or from the outside that, like, my worth is less than someone else. Mm -hmm. Um... But it's just, like, it's also just so fucked up that we have to do that. Like, yeah. I know. Yeah. And it's... I know. Like, it's I have to wake like... up every morning and I have, like... Yeah. Because everyone else is fucked up, I have to, like, sit there and be like, I am worthy of getting paid. I yeah. am worthy of not being objectified. Like, it's yeah. just so crazy that you have to hold that within yourself. Mm-hmm. And but feeling it's... the anxiety of, like, but wait, how much should I be worth? And, like... What you know, like yeah. you actually have no gauge. Yeah, like yeah. you're like, can I ask for that? Oh my god! Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, even like, like yeah. even though you're unlearning, like whatever your worthlessness, and like learning that you're worth something, there's still always that doubt of like that goes through your head yeah, always. Like, and you have to shut it down yeah, somehow. Yeah, like because I have to tell myself this constantly and forever. Is it true, or am I just lying to? Yeah. Me? If I pretended this yeah. wasn't a thing, what would I get? Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At what point am I lying to myself? At what point am I building a harsh ego? It'd be interesting to just, like, push those boundaries and, like, if you were able to just be like, I don't fucking care, I'm just gonna ask for, like, way more than yeah. what I want to, like, yeah. see what you would get would be really interesting, but so hard to do in practice. And, like, also a fine balance of, like, when these things happen to you and you feel kind of, like angry and like annoyed and frustrated and like oh maybe I should just give up like fuck all this like yeah you know there's other like things that I'm interested in that maybe this wouldn't be a challenge but at the same time being like no anger is not a solution 
we will all come above this. You just have to be optimistic, but it's hard sometimes when you're like so frustrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you practice confidence? That's like, that's always a thing. I honestly, I honestly feel like Mm. when we talk about like males being like the creative directors, because I mean, it's just that confidence. Like women have a very important, important point of view. Sorry. We are influenced. But like... Like, our point of view is just as important and constructive as a male's point of view who has the same amount of practice in design. It's it's literally just a point of view. Like, it's yeah. perspective. It's, yeah. It's like, what, what, why does his opinion matter more than mine? Why does he get to make the final judgment call on what matters? Yeah. And, how, and having that be the people who makes all the judgment calls in the world, how does that affect everything that we do and all the media that we consume and every product that we consume and every design that we consume? Yeah. A male has looked over it and, like, yeah. checked on it for, like, you know? It's yeah. that cool. It's just, like, feed it, a feedback loop of lack of representation. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you know what? It sucks that, like, people can't have empathy or people like don't see things from a different point of view but that's why you need diversified groups working Mm -hmm. that's why you need like women in design or queers in design or like Mm -hmm. different kinds of women and like different races Mm -hmm. different kinds of people because yeah because you need to have like a team where instead of having whatever the like mad men ass white dudes in a room Mm -hmm. like directing everything yeah and like things go through that you're like who fucking approved that like This is so offensive. Like, this is why you need to have other people in those positions so that mm-hmm. you don't get this, like, oh, this ad relates to my group of people. I don't get why yeah. mm-hmm. this isn't working for you. It's like, because no, like, you don't see it from yeah. how yeah. I see it. We all have a different perspective of the world, yeah, like, yeah. and having as, as diverse a group like, logically would seem like it would make the most sense, especially for something like design, where you're designing for such a large demographic. Like, you'd think you would want a bigger representation of different types of people to offer different perspectives to come up with, like, the best design possible. Yeah. Yeah. But no. And it's such an insidious thing as well. Like, you don't realize how much of a feedback loop it can create. Like, Mm -hmm. in the way that, like, oh, there's, like, whatever. There's, like, one creative director for this brand... But that brand gets seen by so many people, it just creates an audio feedback loop, like with microphones where like it's a small screech and then it gets louder and louder and louder until Mm -hmm. you've totally marginalized more than the world. It's just like what we've just watched Beyonce's beautiful new lemonade video stream here. And it's like she's defining something like in and that's like in pop culture and she's has a voice and she's saying something and that's defined and she's like opening it up like mm-hmm. and that's and that's becoming what is yeah and like what's respected or what is i mean like you hope is what respected but like so that's just the same thing it's like having an opinion and speaking loud enough and confidently enough and then that's what is and then people will you know like that's what's cool or in style or yeah. whatever and mm-hmm. it's just like having those different opinions be able to be voiced in the world and like seen on a mm. yeah i think yeah. that we live in a really interesting time in this like whatever new wave resurgence of like feminism in the last mm-hmm. few years that we've seen where it's like i mean now it's getting to a point where it's kind of gross in the way that like marketing is catched up like mm-hmm. whatever it's like pink washed or whatever the like washing is. washing is yeah and, like how it's like catered and mm-hmm. but And just the word feminism and how different, even just different women relate to that word. Like, I've talked to a lot of women who don't like that word and who don't want to be associated with it because it has certain connotations. Whereas, like, I feel like I grew up being like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a feminist for sure. My Mm -hmm. mom always talked about that. And, like, but, like, what does that mean? And, like, you know, how, like, it's just kind of a word that people associate with or not. I think, yeah, yeah. it, like, bears a lot of weight because it's been used for so long. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the times it's been, like, super exclusionary towards, like, women Mm -hmm. of color or, like, trans women or queer women. Like, not the, like, suffragette-esque, like, middle-class white Mm -hmm. woman. Um, Oh, I forgot where I was going with this. It holds weight. Not women. Exclusatory. Oh, but it also just, like, yeah, it gets so misunderstood that there can't be 
different views. Again, it's that idea of like, well, you're a woman and you like care about women's rights. So this is like the box. Yeah. This is also feminism that you must like have like hairy armpits and burn your bra and like, you know, like whatever, you know, there's all these connotations. It's like, well, some people do and some people don't. Yeah. That doesn't matter. You know, in high school and there was like, whatever, a couple girls who were like feminists and I was always just like, I did not get it. I don't under, like, whatever. It just kind of shows, like, how high school was so different, even, like, whatever, five, six years ago since we graduated, and um, we being me and Char graduating the same high school year. Yeah. Uh, and, like, now we're, like, teens, like, are so literate in these things and so yeah, literate in, like, women's rights and, like, equality mm-hmm. and, like... Yeah. Does, the box is just so much more broad. Yeah. yeah. There's, even, like, not even boxes anymore. They're just, no. like, this is how I live my life as a human, and, like, this is how yeah. I relate to other people and the world. Where, like, yeah. before, it's, like, I'm, like, a teen, and mm-hmm. I'm just, like, trying to figure out how to, like, not die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, even, like, I would ask my grandma, like, what did you think of, like, when the feminist revolution happened? Like, what did you go through? And she had no idea what I was talking about. Didn't yeah. even... Yeah. Like, she, like, you know, was, like, a farmer in the prairies, a mm. farmer's wife, and had yeah. various, like, values of, like, being in the home, and just yeah. had no yeah idea. And also probably yeah. feels like her role in the home was super, like, valuable and noble, yeah. and, like, yeah. that's fair, too, you know? Like, yeah. that's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some people chose to do that, and even people now who choose to do that, like, we can't judge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We just hope that they're happy and, like... That's what they want to do, yeah. you know? I think that's the yeah. thing, is ascribing value to, like, the choices that women make. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure your grandmother had no idea. Mm-hmm. And she, like, felt valued in the home because mm-hmm. it's a farm and you're raising children and mm-hmm. you need someone to child rare. Where, like... I but at the same time, like, yeah. being a woman <laughs> in, like, a re- like, and wanting to get ahead in your career is also a real thing yeah. that is more challenging, you know? Because... Yeah. Maybe you do want to have a family, but, like, how do you do that when it's not really set up for men to take the time off that women can? Or sometimes women can't even take the time off that they want to. They would just have to quit their jobs and, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's been, I feel like, amazing transition, too, is, like, that kind of, like, daycare help in the workplace where, like, women can, like, bring their kids or, like, in, in, like, government where they can, you know, so they can go to, like, caucus meetings and like Mm -hmm. bring their children because like that's what you need like if we want to have the equal representation be able to offer childcare for women so they can like yeah do their job and be involved i think on top of that like i was reading something about like communal living and someone's like oh this is the most millennial idea i've ever heard where like communal living has been around forever and like we I think a way that, like, has to happen is, like, this deconstruction of, like, the single-family home as well, where there's, like, the nuclear family and, like, the father's the breadwinner. And it's all nine to five. And the mother's the wife. Yeah. Yeah. And then you take care of the children, where, like, if you have families where, like, there's grandparents around, or there's, like, aunts and uncles around, or there's, like, friends friends and family. Just, like, you have people who can fill certain roles that, like okay, I'm a working member of this family or this community and, like, I have a child and now I need someone to watch it. So there's, like, retired people in your community or your network. Mm-hmm. Or there's, like... And it enriches yeah, everyone's life. Or there's, like, other mothers so you can, like, go to work part-time. Like, there's something there that, like, mm-hmm. yeah. creates that as well. Yeah. It's not just, like, the idea of, like, oh, we should p- pay for, like, paternal and maternal leave. Like, it right. needs to be something even... That More saturates that. deeper. Yeah. 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 For sure. But if it was just that, it wouldn't be enough either because then it still falls all on, like, you and your community. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like it needs to be reinforced by, like, your workplace and the government and everything, you know? Yeah. To feel fully supported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It seems like a really daunting... Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day to, like, take care of myself. I don't know how I would take care of kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's crazy. And I think that's, like, one of the main issues with, like, feminism that comes up these days is just, like, women are expected to do it all. And, like, we have the exact same hours in the day as everyone else. Like, we've yeah. got 24 hours. Did you see the clock? Yeah. I was just going to check the clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're like, yeah. yeah. I want a buzzer that rings 79% away through the day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, 
goodbye. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not put, getting paid were, anymore. Yeah. So. Day's done. <laughs> I'll put it up on like the show notes for viewers to look at if they or listeners to view <laughs> if they haven't <laughs> seen it yet, but there is a clock just designed in a great act of critical design where uh, it rings after 79% of the workday so that women who get paid 79% on the dollar just that's it. Like, I'm paid for Shut my whole down. day. Yeah. yeah. Shut it down. I'm working for I'm what I'm paid raise for. raise my children. Yeah. The extra 20%. The, yeah. yeah. The 30 other things I have to do with my day. Like, yeah. cook a meal and take care of myself and, like, yeah. Yeah. be presentable. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, I mean, I guess, Shar, you also work as a woman in industrial design, where, like, Janine and I work in communication design, which I think is a bit more friendly of a world mm-hmm. for women. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've made any observations. Yeah, I definitely feel like, hmm, let's see, the people who went to school with, I feel like there's a lot of amazing female industrial designers, but seeing the workplace, it's definitely a lot more male. I feel like a little bit, like, threatened by, like, male competition or, like, you know, you feel that, like, at a trade show or applying for jobs or whatever. You're like, mm-hmm. holy crap, like, they probably will get that over me, but, like, why? And you kind of feel really frustrated by it, but, um, and I think it has something to do with, at least in the projects that I've been working on, with kind of being taken seriously in a world that's, like, about making things and, like, building things and like you're in charge of that you know like whether or not you're making it yourself or have or designing it so that somebody else makes it like there's general attitude towards like not trusting a woman's input on like anything to do with like this male dominated like building profession I feel Mm -hmm. um and like yeah recently I was like working on a project where I was the person making the project and installing it and had like probably like 10 at least men standing around me as I stood on a ladder for six hours commenting on how I should be doing it differently or better or whatever and like you know you just like it's just like constantly in your face but like really there's no difference in opinion it's just how it's like getting from a to b and there's 10 ways to get from a to b and you might do it one way and they might do it another way and their male coworker might do it another way but none of those are more valid than the other they just kind of feel that they should voice their opinion on that. I don't yeah. know. So there's like definitely some of that. And also just a lot, I think, probably to do with, especially with like independent designers, which I think we could all relate to, is like you have to have so much confidence to be like an independent designer representing your own products and like getting those products out into the world or your designs out into the world and getting like, you know, it's just like it's all about charisma and like kind of having an ego and like just mm-hmm. this whole like brand that's like I think for a lot of industrial designers it's like a brand that's like represented by your persona almost more like even more so than your product sometimes like it's so much about the person and the face of that yeah. brand you know that like I think men typically take up that space a lot more um so yeah I don't know that's kind of my perspective of things but it's also like but wait, I could do that if I wanted to. Like, I've never felt held back by, like, thinking I couldn't do that. It's just more, like, the system that is in place. You're like, but all that they're doing, like, I could totally do that and, like, do it just as well. Like, I don't feel like, oh, I'm not, like, good enough. I just feel like, okay, how do I <laughs> how do I navigate this system, kind of, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely these, like, traditionally male-dominated roles in design like whatever interior design is more women right Mm. yeah because it's like and it's not seen as like a serious like oh it's interior decorating or whatever yeah that's not true like you know Mm -hmm. there's people out there working just as hard to solve problems with interiors than yeah anyone else is yeah uh but like and like whatever comedy is a bit more friendlier i think depending on where you are in it as well. Like, I feel like advertising is probably a lot more male-dominated than, like, Mm -hmm. what we tend to do. Yeah, Um, totally. My mom does, like, landscape design, and when I was feeling, like, when I feel ultimately frustrated, I always call her because it's a very male-dominated profession, and 
like she doesn't, she's not trained as a landscape architect, but basically works as a landscape architect because she's old enough that she didn't need to get the degree. Um, but like just <clears throat> same kind of thing where it's like the people she's working with are like very, it's like a very male dominated profession and she just like has constantly felt that, but like, I don't know, has also made a career that's been successful and great, but I think she's had to do it in like a different way, you know, and kind of take like the path that's not as yeah. <laughs> often yeah. taken. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I just wonder how like working in like ID and I think like IXD as well, like interaction mm-hmm. design and yeah. like that kind of realm is also yeah. very like kind of more of a boys club. Like yeah. mm-hmm. this idea of like boys and computers and coding and like yeah. what that looks like. But. Yeah. It's crazy to think though, like, I don't know. I guess I know one female run design studio here. Um, 725 cool. design. So that's so that's like the only female run design studio I know of in the city, I'm sure. I mean, and of course I just work for one, Aduce, which is yeah. run by Solve, who's amazing. Um uh but I mean yeah, and like she's just been starting and it's been really a pleasure to like watch her work. But it's like out of all the design studios who they're run by males and like you and in our studio where I came from free agency, it's like ninety percent women who work there. Yeah. Underneath the two. But they're the face of it. Yeah. So it's like trying to find that shift of like, how can you get to be that person who's on the top, like making Mm -hmm. those decisions? Because it's like, it seems like, yeah, Yeah. like all the females are like running the horse or like driving the horse, but then there's just like, Mm -hmm. these decisions are made in the end. People just kind of take that, like they take that without kind of giving credit to like all the people who are doing the work, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's sad. Yeah. Like maybe would the solution be to not have as much like hierarchy with somebody like taking all that, like, or is it just, you know, cause like it could go either way and it's like, I don't know. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the solution is. Yeah. That's what I struggle with, with this topic. It's like how, like, what are some real ways other than just like building my confidence personally and Mm -hmm. like really feeling like, you know, I can do that and like, I'll show them that I can do that and I'll do like as good of work and like just working really hard and like feeling that way like what are some like bigger solutions that we can actively work towards yeah you know Mm -hmm. I don't know I guess I guess it's stuff like this and like collaboration and like creating our own projects and like working with Jean on the hometown project has been like so amazing and just learning those things on your own and like okay we started a nonprofit and like generating work and putting it into the world Mm mm-hmm with confidence. With confidence. Yeah, yeah. just like... And well, just being... You know what actually happened when I was interviewing? So I got an internal reference from, like, our friend and the person... The guy I was interviewing with, um, who's, like, the design director of the department I would potentially be getting a job with, was like, oh, yeah, somebody else um, referred me to your work, but they thought you were a man. And I purposely chose to be called, like, Shar Kennedy rather... Well, first of all, I'm just more often people call me Char, but it's kind of a weird like name, like my name's Charlotte. So it's kind of like makes more sense. Mm -hmm. But I had a conversation with a friend in second year when I was making my website and was like, should I get charkennedy.com or charlottekennedy.com? And she's like, go for charkennedy.com. People won't know if it's like female or male because Char's like a bit more, what? What kind of name is that? Yeah. And so someone had like shown him my work and been like, you should check out Nice Vice. This guy Char designed it. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. And he's like, and I'm clearly realizing you're not a man right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I was kind of like, that's kind of good, but also like, it's weird, you know? Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so different versus, yeah. like, yeah, especially in your field. Yeah. Um, with Hometown Project, you and Jean have been going to PG for talks and you went up for like yeah a women's weekend yeah inspiring women that, among us yeah women's weekend sounds like you've gone to a retreat yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can describe it a bit better than that but yeah this actually was so amazing for us because um Jean and I work on this hometown project um which is like about our hometowns Prince George Medicine Hat like inspiring people to make projects there um and like giving them resources to do so and we went to Prince George for this Inspiring Women Among Us. And it was like looking at a project through a whole new lens because we got to see how women experience cities 
And like, it's amazing. And the, just like hearing women city planners and like our cities were built by men, like all of them, mm -hmm. because men, like that's just how it was. And when our cities were built mm -hmm. at that time and like the way that women use cities are much different than, I mean, every like you just have to look at like diverse groups and how different groups of people use a city and it needs to represent all of those perspectives. Yeah. yeah. And like generally, you know, it's coming from this one perspective, but like women, um, like there's a stat of like women use, they have to travel like a lot more throughout their day um, generally because they're usually like have to take after children, have to take after like an elderly parent or something. Um, so they do a lot more like transportation throughout their day. And that's not generally taken into consideration a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and just like for like transit costs and, you know, like unlit areas and unsafe areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not yeah. to mention just walking down the street and feeling endangered exactly. and feeling yeah. like yeah. every day, oh my God, I made it home safe, which I don't know if you guys feel like that, but I often feel like that. There's <laughs> like, yeah. one thing, exactly. and it's just like the normal greeting for women leaving each other at the end of the night is like, all get right, home get home safe. safe. Yeah. yeah. Let and me like know. text me when yeah. you get home. Let me yeah. know when you get home. Always. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, like, such a second, I said it to Seth one night, I was like, all right, let me know when you get home. I was like, I don't need it. He's like, what? Yeah. 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 I was like, you know I'll get home. I was like, you'll get home just fine. You're, yeah. like, a yeah. big dude. Like, no one's gonna. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? The yeah. way, the fact that, like, we literally, at any point, like, at a day, like, leaving in the night. All the time. Yeah. Have to consider Even in that. the day, like. Anytime I go for a run, I'm like, Adam, I'm going for a run for 45 minutes. Or Maddie, I'm going for a run for 45 minutes. If I'm not home, like, I'm going to Trout Lake or something, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, always. And you run and you, people call, holler at you and, like, you just, like, internalize that and, like, yeah. shut it out. And, you like, people you know? know. Yeah. Well, even, I remember uh, our friend John, mm -hmm. who is a strapping young male. Yeah. Just happens to be a homosexual. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's still, regardless, a strapping young male. There's a moment in his dating life when we caught him going on a date. We were like, because he lived with Emmanuel, and we yeah. were like going to his place, and we're like, oh, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going on a date. And like, I don't remember who I was with, but it was another, like another woman, and uh, we were like, were you not going to tell any, like, what What do you mean you're going on a date and didn't tell anyone? He's like, I do this all the time. I was like, what do you mean you go on dates? Yeah. And like, yeah. Don't be so dangerous. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't tell people you're going on a date, you don't, like, say where you're going. You're just, like, kind of gone yeah. for, like, three yeah. hours or the whole night. Like, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. We probably do it yeah. subconsciously where when we're going somewhere new or anything, we're like, oh, just text somebody that I'm here just so there's, like, a bit of a, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, it's totally not, it's not even, like, a fully aware thing. All the, like, now I've totally become way more attuned to it just because, like... I used to carry forks and knives in my pocket. <laughs> I, you, like, walk with my keys outside of my knuckles. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy like, that we have to do like, that. Wait, night, I do that, like, a lot, night. though. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I always, like, make sure I know where my keys are. Yeah. If, like, I walk up to my building and there's people I don't recognize or there's someone, like, walking slower towards me, I'll stand outside my building on my phone to make it look like... I'm just waiting for someone to come and get me instead of, like, this is where I live and, like, this is how I go into this building. Like, mm -hmm. I just kind of, like, wait outside for a moment and, like, watch them pass or, like, yeah. mm -hmm. prepare for, like, anything yeah. that might happen. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, going to something like this where it was, like, really thinking about different groups and how they experience their day-to-day -day lives is incredible like just talking about how we are now and just was like a better small, like was it a small gathering or was it like a large group of people or how were you engaging with the people like yeah it was like a smaller group and they had like an open talk and there cool. was a couple of women city planners there yeah it was really cool it was really eye-opening for us to just like think about things in a new way mm -hmm. through the hometown project yeah it has me wondering like are there and whatever we're probably not going to have an answer to this right now but just like a point of thought is like what can we do as designers or, like, what can design do to, like, solve these problems that we're solving by, like, carrying keys or, like, mm -hmm. using our cell Actually, phones? I just saw this amazing app. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I don't know what it's called. But you, like, your friend can, like, track you as you go home. Oh, I oh have God, seen that. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. So, I don't remember what it's called. but Yeah. Yeah. That's um, really cool. Things like that. I wish I had that. The other day, yeah. my sister... I cabbed my sister home and I dropped her off two blocks away from her house because she was like, oh, I'll just hop out here. And she lives in Strathcona and 
I got, she texted me, like I got home and she texted me like between leaving her and getting to my house, which is five minutes away, being like, oh my God, I almost just died. And I was like, haha, what happened? Like, okay, probably nothing, but like kind of freaking out right now. Yeah. And I was like, ha, what happened? Like no response. Proceeded to call her maybe 20 times. No response. <gasps> oh texted her. Adam was calling her like 20 times. No response. And I was like, I have to go to her house. And Adam was like, she's probably fine. I'm like, yeah, but like if it was you, I probably wouldn't go yeah. over. But like yeah. I have to go to her house because she was home alone. So I went to her house, I'm buzzing on her door, no response, and I'm like, oh, oh my, my god. god. And she was just, she had got, she texted me that as like a joke, because she like kind of darted out in front of the cab, but like I didn't even notice oh, until she yeah. described it afterwards. And she had gone home and started watching TV with her headphones on, but I was like, oh my god, I was yeah. freaking out. Yeah. Like, I wish I had that up, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> just yeah. knowing you got home safe. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also hard, like... There's a hard balance between, like, making those apps that, like, you know, are a good way to, like, track and make you feel safe and, like, moving society forward or, like, moving our lives forward in a way that, like, okay, we're safe and we know we're safe. Like, we're not having to use these, like, secondary, mm -hmm. like, yeah. means those things like, shouldn't be, Design, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, designing something that actually, like, addresses the deep yeah. underlying problem. Yeah. But, like, yeah, how could we use design on that, like, deeply human level of like fear and I don't know or like in or it's not I I don't well, know women feel fear or people feel fear yeah. and like people feel threatened by other people who also probably feel fear yeah. in some way and that's why they might threaten people I think you know it, yeah it's such a hard like as idealistic as I want to be and like design can change the world and like design can save the world like it's like how can design change these ways. deep seated yeah. like fears and like whatever norms of society mm -hmm. i think it can only be really slowly and really incrementally like i think that's why we might not see design being like right now it's like to get from where we are to where we want to be like there's not one design solution and there's not one planning solution and there's not one like anything solution that can change it but like gradually design and all these other mediums and like you know mm -hmm. areas can mm -hmm. gradually start to change how we feel and act and like hopefully over time that will happen but like it seems way too overwhelming to be like one design can change this whole big That's thing, thing you too. know i mean it's like absolutely like contextual and like we are in a very lucky position being canadian women oh. yeah um I, it's like really contextual of like we're so lucky to be Canadian women like we're so much more safe than mm -hmm. many women in the world oh like my so God, it's like yeah. totally dependent on the context that you're in because like there's women who get attacked on like buses regularly and the bus yeah. driver doesn't even like yeah you know like in India yeah or, I mean and like there's so many places in the world yeah um so I feel like there's got to be like solutions that happen like for mm. each place but yeah and we're all at different stages and have different perspectives of the world and you know yeah. those solutions will all be different you know yeah I think it's hard and it's frustrating as well I and I want to give credit to those who feel frustrated by the fact that things have to change incrementally yeah it like just reminds me of the like it gets better campaign where it's like mm-hmm how can you tell youth that are killing themselves that it gets better? Like, why can't you just make it better for them today and right now? Yeah, yeah, can't like, see how. yeah. So there's so much frustration around like the way to tackle this is incrementally, but it really is. Yeah, the way because things are so deep. It's not like we woke up one day and we were like you know what, I'm just going to marginalize most of the world. Like, yeah. this one group of people woke up and were like, you know what, today we is the day. We and, yeah. We, we do it all. We do yeah. it all. It's yeah. like thousands of years of, like, society and transition and, like, and to think that we can fix it in one solution, yeah. like you said, is near and impossible. I know. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and I watched this, like, amazing documentary called Cooked. It's about food. But oh, it's, yeah talking about like how our food has gotten to the point that it is today and like um how we cook it and whatever and like bread and how all these people have like extreme intolerances now and like you know bread makes them sick because we've 
we've developed as humans over all of these years to make our bodies able to eat certain things in a certain way. And all of a sudden in the last 100 years, we started like manufacturing things like crazy, like making bread with like 30 ingredients. And it's just like, and so like all of a sudden we're sick because like we developed this, this process that our bodies work through like thousands and thousands of years. And it takes so long. And now we're like, I know, how, let's help make it really efficient. Yeah. But not and for our we, bodies. And then like. we expect, and then so, and then the way we live now, everything's so immediate and we expect things like so immediately when it's like our human nature takes like many, many thousands of years to develop mm-hmm. over time. Like, and we just expect things so quickly because everything can happen so quickly now when it's and like, as it needs to be incremental, like. And that's why, like, yeah. all these changes, like, we might not even see the changes, but we have to make them, you yeah. know? Because if we want, like, other people in the world to feel equal, <laughs> then we yeah. have to make those changes now. But it's, like, you don't... We are such, like, so much instant gratification in our lives that, like, we're, like, why isn't it happening for me right now? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's true. Yeah. And I think that, like, a lot of design solutions fall under this hard critique of like, but this doesn't solve the problem. Mm-hmm. You're, this is only a band-aid solution, but mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes... It brings up an issue, yeah, at least. At least people are talking, and at least you have that band-aid solution instead of, like, having a wound that's still festering and, like... Yeah, and it's just like your a solution, solution yeah, you know? Yeah, can't just, like, take that time to, like, heal yeah. or, like, address it. At least you're like, oh, there's, like, a problem here, and, like, I need to, like... And every design is yeah. just, like, putting something out there into the world without knowing exactly how the world is going to take it, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, as designers, we we can do research and we can work with so many different types of people, but that process is so short compared to, like, the length of time a design lives in the world, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, we never know what the outcome is going to be. All we can do is, like, propose our most educated solution in the best way that we know how. And some of those things don't work, you know, and that's just the reality. And we just keep going and like, that's the process. And so all we can do is just keep trying, you know, different ways. Mm -hmm. I think one example of this like idea of like criticizing what's out there and like what's been put out there that like seems like a great design solution, but like it's not a societal solution because it's just a design solution is like, and I guess this is like one of the big first pieces of design that I saw that like was problem solving and not just like a cool poster or something but it's that anti-rape device and it's like whatever maybe like a decade or more so older now and it's a like plastic sleeve that like a woman in like a vulnerable area can put in her and then if anyone tries to rape her it's got like barbed teeth on the inside so it gets stuck on the rapist and then they have to go to get it removed get it removed or like just live with this like or tear it out or like something oh my god and i just remember the first time i saw that i was like that is like the wildest thing but like just so cool that this is like that's like grassroots like to the like yeah you know like something that you can just give someone and be like i know you live in a shitty place or like i know that like you're a vulnerable population but like at least like Mm-hmm. you can have this and while we work on the greater problem but there was so much critique about it like you know it still doesn't get to the root of the problem we shouldn't be like women shouldn't be in charge of not getting raped it should be men not raping it's like yeah of course it should it be should, yeah it yeah. should be men not raping but this is all they can do in the meantime wait yeah. for the men who have been indoctrined with this idea that they can rape women with no consequence uh to die or to learn different there's at least this like protection protection for this woman like Mm -hmm. there's at least and she's empowered to do that yeah you know like sure it fucking sucks to have like a giant piece of plastic in your vagina yeah and like having to do that but at the same time it's like it's better than you know contracting AIDS it's better than having to raise a child mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's at least yeah something instead of nothing yeah but. Mm-hmm. and feeling completely powerless you only feel sort of powerless yeah. you know which is like something yeah. yeah yeah it just yeah I there's such a fine line between this frustration of yeah like well at least I'm not totally powerless now at least yeah. I have 
something going for me. At least that happens. Yeah. But... And they don't have to be the person to talk about it because the person exactly. who has it on their dick has to go and talk yeah. deal with yeah. it. So. Yeah, yeah, It's like, what more oh evidence God. do you need? Like, yeah. It's yeah. interesting how we, like, in school we talk so much about sustainability and all these things, but we didn't really touch on this topic very much, did we? Yeah. It wasn't really think, a thing. I think there's, like, a idea of sustainability that, like... I'm interested in, which is, like, social sustainability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that sustainability just gets wrapped under this, like, environmental like, thing. Yeah. And as designers, we're not really yeah. numbers people. I always felt like I could never really relate to, like, you know, of course, it's a very valuable part of sustainability, but, like, I can't really get excited about, like, the amount of carbon that we're going to, like, the, in, like, a number form. It's more about, like, the way people act and, like, yeah. how they interact mm-hmm. with each other and the environment that, like, and, like, psychologically I'm more interested in. So yeah. I was always kind of like, well, how can design play that role without just being like, we save this amount of carbon emissions in yeah. a year, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like, how can we do, like, a thing that, like, whatever seems small but creates, like, a positive feedback loop instead of yeah. just, like... Yeah negative exclusatory ones yeah. yeah even with like the hometown project that's i mean it's kind of it's like social sustainability um and that we're trying to like empower citizens in their cities to make the change to make cities better um and but like in medicine hat you know i'm even talking to my family and they're like it's you're never it all they're all they almost like this, this is never gonna happen here like are you really is it really gonna make a difference my own parents. Yeah, they're like, super supportive. You won't yeah. see the change, though. Yeah. yeah. Generations will see it. Yeah, but it's like, at least I'm doing something. And yeah. I'm interested in it. And, like, I'm getting my voice out and getting, like, maybe there's a couple people that will mm-hmm. learn something and then they'll do something later. It's and just that's like, what it takes so much confidence to not get discouraged. And yeah. I think, like, we all went through that process with our grad projects where we kind of just had to pick something and we picked these big ideas and we all always had these, you know, big hopeful changes, like the hometown project or, like, either of ours. And it's like... We don't see those changes right away, but you have to persevere and you have to believe like that. Yeah. Even if your demographic is like five people, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know? And if yeah. it's 200 or whatever, that's great. But yeah. like, you just have to do it no matter what. So it's so much easier to like be lazy and, and like, it takes so much work to like be confident and believe in your idea and push and push and push. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you believe something is right, it's just, it takes so much work. And it's just so much easier to be like, ah, it is the way it is. Mm-hmm. I guess. You know what I mean? Like I'll you know, never just, see a change. Yeah. Like, yeah. Somebody else will do it. Yeah. Nope, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to do it. Yeah. So we just have to, like, power But that's through. what's fun. Like, I feel like doing this podcast or doing any of these projects, like, yeah. you just have to keep doing them, you know? Like, I originally approached Jackie and was like, I need to do something about this. And, like, this is such a great platform to start that conversation because, like, I really felt like the only solution with my frustration was to, like, take that, like, frustrated energy and just do something good with it. Because, like, yeah. there's nothing else I can do. Otherwise, I'm just sitting there, like, somebody else who's complaining about it. Like, I can't yeah. complain about it. That's not a solution. Yeah. Like, I need to do something productive about my frustration towards this issue, you know? And this yeah. is a real issue. So, yeah. instead of ignoring it and pretending it's not an issue or just being really annoyed by the fact that it is an issue, like, what can we do about it, you know? I think that's, like, comes into, like, why you need different perspectives from, like, different people. Like, there are people out there who, like, just complain or, like, who just say shit. And, like, whatever, that sucks. And sometimes it's really negative and, like, really draining and frustrating. But at the same time, like, you need those people who are super turned into the problem and, like, so frustrated about that. like, whistleblowers and, like, yeah. All they can do is act out so that people who you know, wouldn't know about the problem or people who don't feel like that's the way they want to tackle things is... I actually have so much respect for people who, like, really voice all those, like, who take in all of that energy and, like, feel it all and voice all of that to their communities in, like, a really open way because it's so vulnerable to say all those things and most people don't want to talk about them or dwell on them because, like... It's a sensitive subject, you know? And, like, the people who are doing that, I have so much respect for because it's so draining. It must be so draining and, like, so much energy. And I can't say that I know how to do that. So the only way that I know how to deal with the situation is, like, what I'm talking about. But I think that the people who are, like, really voicing all those problems and, like, keeping on doing it is so important. Like, Mm -hmm. we need that perseverance. And that must take so much perseverance, Mm -hmm. you know? 
And yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like whistleblowers get like, oh, well, you're just talking shit. But it's like, that's why you need like yeah a community. That's why you need people mm-hmm. to like, help with that. Like, totally. I wouldn't know so much if it wasn't for whistleblowers. If it wasn't for people who like at times I found annoying. Yeah. Like, just fucking shut up about it already. But yeah. like, because of their persistence, like I learned so good. Or, like, yeah. yeah. I also felt frustrated and wanted to make a yeah. change. Mm-hmm. I feel like social media is good for that. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's, like, such a good platform for that. Yeah. And, yeah, there's just people who, like, don't have it within them, like, personality-wise to, like, be out there. Or, like, don't have, like, the privileges <coughs> to, like, be out there and be, like, destructive. There's, like, a design writer I follow on Twitter, um, Chapel Ellison or something? I'll, I'll find it. And she made a tweet that was, like, disrupting is like, a noun for people who, like, can disrupt or, like, have that privilege where they can make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And this idea that, like, there's, but there's also, like, on the other scale, like, activists I know online or, like, activists I know in my life who, like, you can't break a system from the inside, blah, 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 blah. But some, yeah, some people don't have the energy. Some people don't have the ability to, like, you know, make a ruckus and, like, mm-hmm. That's why we're all so different and, like, our roles are all so important, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also, we all have, like, privileges in different ways that, like, we can rock, which is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and know? I think, yeah, that's, like, the way to use privilege because you will all, like, for the most part, you will always have some form of privilege over another person or there will always be some kind of power dynamic is to, like, use that power to, like, uphold other voices or other people who like don't instead of like you know mm-hmm. just being like oh you're just complaining like mm-hmm. i'm out here like i'm making like anti-rape sleeves like isn't that i'm sure that the designer of anti-rape sleeves does not talk like that but yeah, <laughs> yeah the idea of like well i made this thing for you so you can like be quiet now like you have to be open to that criticism yeah. especially yeah, as a designer like, how can i help yeah. you know yeah like i'm trying like i'm trying to help you and if you make something that someone says, well, this actually isn't helpful to me at all, mm. and, like, you've actually just created more of a mess, you have to be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And let me figure out a way to help if that's me helping or if that's finding someone more appropriate for you. Or- yeah. That's the big thing about being a designer is, like, taking feedback. And, like, yeah. you know, because you're, you're constantly trying to you know, put something onto someone's life, whether it's, like, an idea, a mentality, or, like, meaning through communication design or, like, a a piece of an object or whatever that you think will help somebody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they come back and they're like, this is total bullshit. I don't take it personally, but it's not about you at the same time. Exactly, yeah. So you just, like, really, you know, know how to take feedback and be like, okay. And that's, like, that thing, yeah, I mean, it's, like, confidence and it's, like, not taking it as, like, self-doubting yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm awful. This is, I didn't do the right thing. But it's like, if that's what design is, it's just constant feedback. Yeah. And then and being you'll able to make take that feedback is so, like, that's what really bugs me about all these people or, like, these egotistical designers that I see. I'm like, oh my God, they're just making stuff and they, and no one questions it and everyone just loves them because they love their fucking brand. And, like, nobody would ever be like, that's a shitty design because it's yeah. them, you know? Yeah. And it's like, wait, why is it not more democratic? And, like, why aren't we able to have a way more open conversation about, instead of, like, this, like, oh, this really popular designer who, you know, made this thing will never question it. It's just, like, yeah. what? Like, it's I know, just a person. It's when just it transforms yeah. right into, like, art or, like, their personal... It's just, like, this is how I feel that this should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead That's of... all and, it is. And yeah. it's, like, that feedback of, like, okay, I've designed this. What do you think? Is it yeah. working? Yeah. And then, like, oh, okay, it's not. I should fix this and do it. Okay, how is it working? Yeah. It's that, it's yeah, because the designer yeah. is, like, making a purpose and, de- like, delivering a solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to, like, a problem. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, like, that fine line of, like, this is me expressing something. I think it should be this way. And yeah. no, it, it, it should be this way. Yeah. You know? I learned, like, when I was doing meditation in India, I never really, like, thought about these two words and what they actually meant, but kind of, like began to think about them and, like, read about it a lot, but, like, compassion, where it's, like, okay, I'm, like, feeling for you, and, like, you know, I can, I can understand what you're going through on some levels, and, like, empathy, where it's, like, okay, I'm feeling for you, but, like, what can I do to help, you know, like, taking that extra step to, like, reach out and be, like, okay, what can I do to help, and, like, understanding your 
role in that and like where you fit and what privileges you can use in order to help people but mm-hmm. also what ones you maybe can't use I don't know it's like yeah you know yeah mm-hmm. it's like instead of just passively being like oh man that sucks like yeah. <laughs> kind of being like yeah okay how can I help that situation I guess with communication designers it's a bit different too because like if you think about I mean just the work that I've done designing for selling like real estate or like just doing packaging and how are you like getting feedback from a con- like I guess it's just like people consuming <laughs> yeah I mean we when we're working on like new packaging we like go to researchers and like get all that like qualitative yeah research and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah like how is it working you're selling I mean there's definitely like if you're doing ads and like there's definitely if you're selling, doing like A/B testing and like yeah. mm-hmm. running it by like test audiences and but then mm-hmm. like one project leads to the next. I know that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, and I always ask myself this and like sometimes decide not to design something, but it's like, why do I want to design like a ch- another chair or just like a mirror or like some random object that like I'm inserting all this value to and thinking a lot about when it like I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's weird, mm-hmm. but like, but you do have this like desire to make. Uh, or I do at least to make like random things that like yeah. are kind of just like I don't know yeah. meaningless in a lot of ways but I don't sometimes know sometimes you have to like make those meaningless things and you have to like yeah. make the junk and you have to make the waste because like it teaches you a new skill or like yeah. you just have like an idea in your it's head and you're like, like this, I just have to do this like, I feel like mm-hmm. I have this like the reason I'm in design is like this desire to create though you know yeah. so like sometimes that's just like going through the motion of creating something and it doesn't like some things are like have a lot more like backstory and value in like a social context and other things are just like going through the practice of creating because that's what you need to do to like fulfill yourself and like keep going you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. but yeah cool well let's wrap it up so we don't run too long uh i guess i just want to like close with maybe one more small question okay if you could give your younger self a more naive self, mm-hmm. um, advice about being a woman in design, what would that be? I think I would tell my younger self to, sometimes it's really easy, especially like in art and design school, there's so much expectation for you to like be a certain way as a designer or like no, I don't know. And I mean like coming from an art school because I had like so many other interests rather than just design that I think I, like, gave up on a lot of things because I thought I should be a certain way and, like, focus Mm -hmm. on certain things. That, like, really trust your gut and, like, really try to focus in on, like, what you want. want. Yeah, totally. Because sometimes... be really concise about that and, like, write that down. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I... Because you're influenced by so many other people around you and teachers and expectations of what your project should be, you kind of drift around a lot and you're... Mm -hmm. And you... Do you know, like, when you think back on it, you do know what you wanted to do, but yeah. you've kind of drifted away from it sometimes, and I would just tell myself, like, no, like, go with what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know that deep down, but you don't really know it on the surface. But at the same time, it's like, maybe you had to go through that process of, like, kind of drifting to, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's, an, it's like, just, like, be patient. Yeah. There's going to be so much drifting time, and, yeah. like, a career is a very long time. Yeah. And don't stress. Like, it all seems so important. Just don't doubt and, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Everything in the moment's like, oh my God, this is like so important. And I have to figure this out right now. But it's like, be patient. Yeah. Your career will unfold as it should. Yeah. If you just keep positive and open. Yeah. Yeah. And no. And, and people will recognize you for who you are, you know, and like whatever you put out there. I think that mm-hmm. like gradually that stuff does happen. And like, we've like reached out to each other because like... You know, like, we probably didn't even start hanging out a lot until, like, the last year of school, but have hung out more since we've done school because we realized that we're, like, gravitating towards the same things and, like, you put something out into the world and other people feel it and, like, you'll end up where you need to be, (laughs) you know? Yeah, it just, like, takes time and practice. Yeah. Yeah. Time and practice and confidence. And confidence, Mm -hmm. guys. That's the hard (laughs) one, though. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you can to find it. Yeah. Wake up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. We believe in you.
Yeah. <laughs> on that note, on that positive note, um, I just want to thank everyone for listening to this week. I want to thank Janine and Shar for coming to talk to us. Just such a beautiful conversation, as always. I'm glad Thanks we for having us, Jackie. Record it and other people can listen to it. It's always <laughs> such a treat. Um, yeah, for the listeners, if you have any feedback for us, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, if you want to talk about women in design or confidence or how you find yourself confident, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we're at Influence Show. You can shoot us an email at influencepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out the show notes uh, where we have images of things we've referenced and a bit of a wrap-up of the episode, as well as the episode. Uh, and previous episodes are up on our website at influenceshow.com. All right. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for hosting, Jackie. Thank yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. All right. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.